Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Your Creativity, my podcast about um, people's creativities and their different fields and interests. Um, today, we've got Andrea Peterson from the You Again web series, which debuts in June. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Dylan. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, tell tell us a little bit about the web series, kind of like the basic, what it, what it's about. Sure, you bet. It's, uh, we have a fun long line. It's about a geek, a hot mess, and their goldfish named Duck. Um, but basically, it's about two people who used to date, but the web series picks up um, after they've broken up. And the Audra character, who is the hot mess, um, has been kicked out of her recent boyfriend's apartment and is now um, back on the geek, Xander's, front doorstep looking for a place to crash. Um, and it's just kind of a day-to-day life sitcom, quirky sitcom style of um, them and the supporting cast. And it's kind of an ensemble cast and their day-to-day lives. Um, I would say it's a mix of Big Bang Theory with How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Good mix, good mix. Yeah, it's fun. So it's got um, we do it, we do pitch it as a geeky comedy, but it's not like what you would think of Big Bang Theory. We basically it's more probably like How I Met Your Mother with uh, fun geeky meme esque sort of references. So where 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 did this kind of come out of? Sure. So it kind of got spurred on because my co-star Zach Reynolds, um, he plays Xander and I play Audra. Um, but we do a lot of acting together and it's usually a lot of romance or dramatic stuff. And we've spent a lot of time crying on set. <laughs> and we were actually in Monterey, California, filming a tragic romance. And we literally cried for three days straight. And Zach and I were like, we want to laugh. We want to have fun. And um, Zach, like I said, Zach Reynolds plays Xander. And he grew up with improv roots and that's kind of where he is so he's definitely driven by comedy and he really wanted to get back to that and you know it's a 12-hour drive between Salt Lake and Monterey and um, during the car ride Zach and I would just have these silly retarded or silly conversations um, I would I'm not as geeky as he is and I would often make so many mistakes and it would just be this constant bickering and banterment and we had a friend in the car Mario DeAngelis who was like you guys are funny this should be a web series and so we started talking about it and one one two three four late nights later we had a couple scripts and some characters made and um, it kind of went from there. Very cool. I I actually knew Mario you know, from a few years back. He was my teacher when <laughs> I went to Broadview University. He was my um, photography teacher, and it's been nice getting to know him. And yeah, Mario is great. In fact, we kind of we wrote a supporting character, uh, kind of sorely, so, sort of based on him. Um, it's a grumpy cat next door neighbor character. So you might see Mario come and go throughout the series. Yeah, the, the clips I've seen, I really like Mario. <laughs> Yeah, so we actually, like I said, it's an ensemble cast. And so, I mean, it is about Xander and Audra. And it's got that same sort of sitcom feel, will they or won't they hook up, you know, what, who they are. It's called You Again. So, you know, they come back into each other's lives many times. Um, but the supporting cast that is involved, the ensemble cast, you have Mario, who plays Marvin, who is the grumpy cat next door neighbor. And his character is very 
grumpy and gruff and he uh, often is just what and no and er and you know <laughs> his dialogue is very short um, and he just kind of is that uh, character that kind of strings along a little bit you know when they're at the apartment Xander's apartment um, then we have uh, Xander used to work full time at this big um, technology company and now works part time at a video game store. And so we have the characters at the video game store, his boss, Jace, who is this very young, more nerd than geek character. Um, he's kind of like that guy that you see at the kiosk who works at like Sprint or Verizon. He, <laughs> you know, he's got the pleated khakis and the popped collar and he thinks he's really awesome and he thinks he's God's gift to women. Um, but he's really nerdy. And he, so it, it's, it's a fun character, a little douchey. <laughs> and then um, Xander's uh, co-worker, Bones, um, Kyle Bones, which is kind of our Kramer character. And he's kind of a high-functioning pothead. Um, very, very quirky and out there. Um, so we have those supporting cast members. And then we also have um, Audra's sister, Beth, who is the exact opposite of her. So Audra's a hot mess and Beth has her life together. She's bubbly. She's happy. She's blonde. She has, she lives in the suburbs and has a kid and a husband and all this kind of stuff. So that's a good fun foil to that. And then her husband, um, Calvin, who is kind of the stereotypical hipster, he's the king hipster and he has his entourage of hipster buddies who come along with him. So, yeah, that's kind of rounds out the ensemble cast. Very cool. I've heard rumor that Toy Soup is involved with this. Is that correct? This is actually very correct. So um, Andrew Jensen is actually one of our directors and he's been involved as a collaborating writer as well. Um I wrote pretty much every episode, but I've got to give Andrew credit. He wrote a good chunk of episode eight. Um, so kudos to him. And the other half of Toy Soup, Troy Taylor, plays our Kyle Bones character. So plays the high-functioning pothead. Um, so yeah, they, they are definitely It's a big involved. stretch for him. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's actually a lot of fun because um, I don't have a huge improv background, Um but being the writer and one of the actors or whatever, um, there's a lot of improving on set, which makes editing a little difficult, but actually keeps the energy on set fun and spicy. And um, Troy definitely has a take or a different line for every take, which adds a little interestingness to it. And those two can get spicy. At that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Troy and Andrew are fun to work off of. So now we'll start in on the, the questions. Uh, sure. It's called creativity, and it's spelled with an eight in there. And that's how I tie the eight questions into the Oh, title. the eight questions of creativity. Uh -oh. Gotcha. Describe what you do. What I do. Oh, that is a great question. Um, I'm a renaissance woman. I guess that's what they call me. Um, I do everything. Um, I, As far as what makes me money, my career and passions, um, I produce, I shoot, I edit, I write, I act. Um, kind of the whole thing. I have a production company called Do You See Productions? Um, and I created it because my background is in broadcast journalism. And I've kind of always had a passion for storytelling. And I went to school, I got my master's degree at Boston University, thinking I was going to be a reporter. Um, but I kind of, I wanted to be more than a talking head. And I fell in love with kind of the documentary style of things. And I felt like they had stories to tell and I wanted them to tell the stories. Um, 
And I kind of fell more in love with the humanitarian aspect of storytelling. And that's why it's do you see productions? Um, Because there's a difference between can you see and do you actually see? And so I often did a lot of free rant, excuse me, freelance work um, for nonprofit companies and news organizations and documentaries. And I've actually done a lot of travel down in Latin America, um, shooting mini docs um, and stuff like that. And so that's kind of what my production company started out as and then you know it's branched out a little bit I do advertising and marketing I do uh, music videos which I absolutely love um, that really lets the right brain of myself come out Um, and uh, then the whole independent film scene sort of just branched out because I do have a background in acting and I tried to keep it separate but then as that happens people find out that you can do this and you can do that and independent film is all about wearing as many hats as possible yeah so that's what I do. <laughs> what don't I do is probably the easier question. Okay. What don't do you? What don't, what I, do? don't I do? Um, I, you know, I don't say no to anything. Um, you know, I used to joke around that even I was more of a nervous adventurer. Um, I would do anything, even if I was scared out of my mind. <laughs> um, you know, I, there's not much that I won't do, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Um, the second question, how did you get where you are today? Like kind of that place between school and yeah sure in Utah um like I said I've always felt I was a bit of a storyteller whether that was like through performance or through writing or anything like that so a lot of the my career path has always been around that um in high school I thought I was going to go into acting and then um I love my mom but she was like you kind of need to get paid (laughs) (laughs) and um so journalism the pursuit of journalism was a way to act (laughs) and get paid um but my undergrad was in literature I double majored in literature and sociology and I actually had a concentration in criminology I thought I was going to go into the FBI or CIA um and I took a bunch of forensics classes um but me, I either do everything 200% or not at all. And I wanted to go into be a secret agent and I wanted to, you know, James Bond it, you know, out there. But I also am a super extrovert. And the idea of not being able to come home at night and tell my husband or tell my family what I did during the day would drive me crazy. Um, I just, I love to be a part of life and to involve people in my life. Um, and so that whole like secret agent, like don't tell people who you really are kind of thing wasn't yeah, going to work. Be <laughs> It'd be a little difficult <laughs> if you're an extrovert um, in that sense. And then the other thing was to go into forensics. What people don't realize is it's so specialized. And like we had several different forensic forensic scientists come and talk to us in our classes. And you know what? If you um, are like you specialize again, like you would be a hair blood splatter analysis and that's it. And you would analyze blood splatter from hair. You know, like it's not like a big thing like you see on television, like CSI, where they're like analyzing and out in the field and all that kind of stuff. It really is specialized, which makes sense because you need to be. Um, And I think I would have. Uh, gone crazy just focusing on one thing I'm not much of a cubicle person I'm not much of a one person every day I want to do and see something different um so that was my undergrad and I moved to Boston um so I met my husband in college he's a trumpet player and he got into grad school in Boston and so we moved to Boston and he went to school at New England Conservatory and I worked at a publishing company and you know the whole storytelling aspect sort of thing but I was in a cubicle and I was like I can't do this um and I met a friend who was like why don't you go into journalism you're outgoing you could tell different stories every day and I was like sure and so that's what took me to Boston University um pursue it and then like I said previously um 
I just wanted to tell stories. And so that's what got me out there. And then um, my husband got a job down in Miami as a musician. And so we moved down to Miami. Well, actually, okay, so back it up just a little bit. So I was at BU and I started interning for Good Morning America in New York. And I loved it. And I loved news and all that kind of stuff. Um, And I thought that's what I wanted to pursue. Um, But news is, as much as it's exciting and different every day, it's still a little factory line-esque in what they do. You know, they find a story. They find people that they're going to interview. They go out. They do the interview. They edit it. It's a minute and a half segment. And then it's over. And I just wanted something with more um, shelf life. And so that's why I pursued more of the documentary sort of um, longer stuff. Yeah. so I was actually in New York at GMA when my husband called me up and was like, hey, I got a job down in Miami. Do you want to move? And like, you know, I'm sitting there like in the newsroom as an intern at Good Morning America going, no, I've got my foot in the door in New York. <laughs> um, but I was like, you know what? Forget it. We've never lived in Miami. I have a bit of wanderlust. Let's just do it. So we moved down to Miami and actually like a month later, ABC fired like 400 people in their news division. This was in 2008, 2009 when the economy crashed, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And so it was kind of like, like, okay, this was good timing. Yeah. <laughs> um, journalism took a huge hit. Um, so we moved to Miami, and I worked for a production company down in Miami called Plum TV. And they were kind of a lifestyle network, and they were based in kind of major resort towns. And you, um, we shot segments, we shot news st- stuff, and so I got to do both. So I got to do more of the longer-form journalism-style stuff as well as the morning show sort of stuff, and that was a lot of fun. And then they sent me up to Martha's Vineyard because they had a team up there, and I worked with their team as a producer, shooter, editor. Um, and then sadly, the company went bankrupt um, about a year and a half after I was with them. And so I moved back from Martha's Vineyard down to Miami and just started freelancing. Um, and I worked for a news organization based out of Columbia, and then um, just freelance down in Latin America for a couple different clients. And then my husband got a job with Utah Symphony, which brought us to Salt Lake. And I just have been freelancing in Salt Lake since we moved here. I guess that was three and a half years ago. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that wasn't the abridged version. If you'd wanted the abridged version, my apologies. <laughs> we'll have the cliff notes for there the episode available. Sorry about that. Uh, next up, what types of conditions are the most creative for you? It sounds like that car drive was the you most know, um, <laughs> Conditions for me are like late at night. I am very creative at night. The hours of 2 to about 6 are my dead times. That's fiesta time for me. Or siesta time, I apologize. Um, I like to take naps. Um, first thing in the morning and at night, that's when I get really creative. Um, I don't know why I wake up after about 10 p.m. And then from like about 10 p.m. to 3 a.m., my mind's alive. That's where I do a lot of my editing. It's where a lot of my writing comes from. Um, I just, you know, I howl at the moon. Um, it's great. A little a little whiskey and a little computer, and then all of a sudden I've got three scripts going. Um, also, um, some people say that creativity happens in the shower, but for me it's out running. Um, oftentimes I can get lost on a run. Um, in fact, I remember exactly the moment the Jace character in my web series came about was in the middle of a good six mile run. And I remember running around Liberty Park in downtown Salt Lake and I was trying to come up with additional characters and I was trying to figure out who needs, you know, who to add on to. And I was thinking that Audra needed a friend. Um, no, sorry, Xander needed a friend. And so I was trying to think of another guy character and, or, and then I thought of a girl character and I was like, well, no, Audra's that girl character. And then it kind of came out and I was like, well, if he works at the video games, 
or what if the boss and then like it kind of came out and then um yeah and so I I remember actually the leg of the run when I was like Jace Larson (laughs) (laughs) and that's how he came about so yeah so running and hiking and um late at night those uh helped me be really creative who has inspired you most and why Ugh. That's that that question you ask creatives. Um, everybody inspires me. The world inspires me. Um, no, that's not the question. That's not the answer you want. Um, I don't know. That's a. It was you know you sent me those questions and I really struggled with it. Um, I you know recently I'm definitely inspired by um, Wes Anderson and Edgar Wright, um, and I think that's because as a cinematographer or like having that eye. Um, you know, some people will say actors, you know, because I have the acting background, but I just, I love how they, they're able to use the entire frame, the entire aspect, the art, everything that you see as a viewer to tell the story. And I think it's really important that everything should be a character in the story. And maybe that comes from my writing background and a little bit of my journalism background. Um, but you know, just the way, you know, Edgar Wright uses things entering and exiting the frame to enhance comedy or enhance the story. And just, we all know Wes Anderson, you know, and yeah, I mean, everybody knows it. Like every aspect of the frame, the way it's set up, the set pieces, the way the characters are moving about inside the frame. I just think that's really important. And I think it adds to the element of the story that you're watching and seeing and feeling and hearing. Hearing. Um, so those two really inspire me. And in fact, when I'm writing, um, I have a tendency to write knowing that that's going to play a huge role in how a piece of comedy happens or how the next scene happens or how the characters react. Um, so, yeah. So right now, those two guys um, are a big inspiration. Have you seen that new Lagoon commercial? Yes, I have seen <laughs> okay. that new. It reminds me of uh, what Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, very Moonrise Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think of when I see that one. Yeah. Uh, online, there's this great video. Um, it has clips of, from Wes Anderson movies, and it shows all the shots with that. Are oh, they're symmetry. blind. Yep, symmetrical. Um, actually, my favorite. You know, a lot of people say Moonrise Kingdom is their favorite. Um, mine is um, Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, and you know, the reason that I say that is because, um, I actually have ADD when it comes to watching things and I usually have to be multitasking and, um, for being a filmmaker, it takes a lot to get me to sit down and like focus. Um, if I'm not in a movie theater and I saw Grand Budapest at, uh, my sister-in-law's, um, apartment in Seattle and we've been drinking and we're just socializing. And literally I was sitting on the floor playing with my dog. And I just remember an hour and a half later, I was still in the same position, like mid pet of my dog. And my eyes had not moved away from the screen. And I was like, okay. So this is uh, this is something that drew my attention in. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, all of them have been good. Rushmore yeah. is still my favorite. Is it? Okay. Yeah, just, <laughs> I think I'm we lo- all have our favorites. I'm locked into that one. Tell us about how you again was created. You kind of covered that about the car ride. Yeah. So I think we can move on from that one. Well, I can, I mean, you can, can add, add a little yeah. bit. So um, Zach is one of my best friends. Um, and we do a lot of acting out there. And um the characters are loosely based on ourselves and, but kind of more exaggerated version of ourselves. And I think, um, you know, as an actor, you don't want to be locked into a stereotype and you also don't want to be like, um, well, of course they can act that because they're just being themselves on camera. And, but acting as yourself is actually really, really hard because you like overthink what you do and how you do things. So, um, it's harder than you think just acting as yourself. But, um, we, um, and, and I think in TV, 
and episodic things in when you're playing a character more consistently than just maybe a film or a play or something like that. And you know that you're going to have to recreate this very naturally. I think it helps if um, the character is similar to you. And I think when you see interviews with celebrities and actors out there, I think, and I, you know, people are going to hate me saying this, but I do think a lot of TV actors, um, episodically episodic actors, there is, you kind of look at them and you see them on an interview and you see them in real life and you're like, okay, I can see that character on camera. So I I think it does help. And I don't, you know, some people might hate me saying this, but I don't think anything's wrong with that. Um, I think it just helps you feel more natural. So like I said, um, so these characters, Audra and Xander are more exaggerated versions of ourselves. I'm not a hot mess in real life, but I am a free spirit and Audra is a free spirit. Um, she just happens to drink and party a little bit harder than I do in real life. Um, and she, she, can I say bad words on here? Oh yeah. Okay. She has a tendency to be bitchier than me. Um, I, I would like to think that I'm not bitchy, <laughs> um, but she definitely twists, uh, you know, twists it in, you know, pour salt on the wound to get reactions. And, um, she also is a little bit ditzy in the sense that, um, she kind of, she just goes through life as a bit of a bulldozer and doesn't really think beyond what seems like in the moment. And she has good intentions, you know, like, and so I think that's what keeps her from actually being a bitch is that like, she's not malicious. Um, she just kind of trips and stumbles through life. Um, and I'd like to think that I don't do that as much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you know, Zach as Xander, um, Zach is super geeky. Like he's a con guy. He loves to play video games. And in fact, I'm going to give him a shout out. He's starting a let's play called Digiwets. Um, and I don't know if you know what let's plays are. I don't. <laughs> so a let's play is basically where like <laughs> they play video games, him and his, um, whoever's on uh, the screen with him, um, plays video games and chit chats through it. And this is a thing that gamers like, I guess. I don't know. Again, like I said, I'm not geeky enough. Okay. Okay. But he's like super <laughs> geeky. But the Xander character is more of a pushover than um, Zach is in real life and is more aggressive with his geekiness than Zach is in real life. So, um, like I said, it just it was easier to write these characters and develop these characters when they were kind of loosely based based on us as people, um, and it's fun to write and tell stories with your friends. So <laughs> that's part of you again. Nice. What uh, has been your favorite part of the production? Oh gosh, it's so stressful. Independent filmmaking is such a challenge that people just I don't think realize you know they see major productions out there even nowadays with Hulu Netflix and Amazon everything just looks so polished and professional and it is um but when you don't have a budget it's so hard um so I know that wasn't the question you asked me um I'm just we're like in the middle of production right now and so everything just seems like such a weight on the shoulders um I think you know writing was a lot of fun um auditioning was a lot of fun for the supporting cast um, to see the characters come alive was really cool. And then to finally get on set and see these scenes that have been in my head as actual real scenes. And, you know, they don't look anything like what I thought, you know, there, there's some, you know, attributes that I saw in my head and I was like, okay, I really want to see it happen this way. And then, you know, I told the directors and the directors made that happen. Um, But it's so different when you see an actor and a director outside of my brain pull what I wrote and it's like, Oh, that's what you see. And it's awesome. And then some like, you know, it's just really neat. So I think seeing everything go from words on a page to uh, real life has been one of the coolest things for, I think a writer. And I think um, a lot of times in Hollywood, 
and in production, um, the writers aren't as involved because everybody has their own place. But an independent independent film, you get to be super involved, and so I think that has been really neat to see it transform. Movie wise, that's I like to see writer directors mostly. You know, like Kevin Smith and Wes Anderson, and them just because. You know, they have their pa- the passion from the page. Yeah, it's to it's the screen. It's neat. It's hard to like. You want to make sure that you're not like controlling and you allow fresh eyes and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I definitely like. And that's been a huge thing with you again. Is it's been a cl- a collaborative process in the very beginning. Like you know, yes, I did write it, but as soon as I wrote an episode, it was fished out to Zach, my co-star. Um, we joke around. We call him the geek dramaturg to make sure all my geek references are real. And I fished it out to our director of photography, Holly Tuckett, because. I mean, she's shooting it, so I want to know what she sees. And then um, we actually had a, a collaborating writing team, um, which involved Andrew Jensen, uh, Tim Drake, and Ben Hopkin, as well as myself and Zach. And, you know, we got together a couple times, and we went from episode one to episode 12. And literally, we did this uh, Thanksgiving of 2015, and we locked all the episodes together. But it was like, I want to know what you guys see and what you guys feel and, you know, tweak the lines. And I'm totally fine with that. I'm not some person who's, like, sold on a line. The only thing that I actually ever put my foot down on is because as a writer, um, seeing it episodically from beginning to end is that I know that there's story arcs and certain character developments that have to hit and land a certain way. Um, and since we have multiple directors directing multiple episodes, when we're on um, one episode, a director might just see that episode, but I see it from episode one to 12. And so it's like, mm, actually, the character needs to do something this way or react this way because in episode eight and because in episode 10, this happens as well. And so that's usually the only time that I'll kind of come in and push a little bit and or put my foot down um, just because of logically it has to happen that way um, episodically. Yeah. But other than that, I love, I don't ever want to think that I know everything. And that's why I have a production team is because I want to see them help this be like really funny because, or really creative and I don't know everything. Um, so I love being part of a team. I thrive off of teamwork. So yeah. Very nice. And then question number eight. Um, Audra. It's already over. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk. <laughs> well, there's other shows coming in. but There you go. <laughs> um Audra is a big junk food mm. in the in the show. Yes, yes, she is. What is your favorite junk food? You and know, why? that's a really easy question. Um, <laughs> um, yes, I actually, um, you know, you know, before I tell you, I'm going to give you a little backstory. Um, oftentimes, writers or dire- writer actors or director actors um, don't really throw themselves under the bus enough um, because it, it just happens out there, you know, especially with women. And I, I hate saying this, but um, Females like to look good and um, they want, you know, the best romance. They want to look pretty. They want to be the hottest thing on camera. And it was just really important for me to be the exact opposite. I was like, I need to throw Audra under the bus. Like she needs to like get hit by the bus a couple times and tumble through the bus a little bit. And um, I wanted her to be anything but amazing. Um, And so, you know, adding her hygiene is questionable. Her romantic life is questionable. And, um, yeah, and so we kind of used food a little bit to make her kind of disgusting. Um, And, you know, and she's always eating in every episode. Um, 
Yeah, she does. Okay, for I sorry, I wasn't sure if she ate in episode one, but she does. She actually picks up right at the end of the episode some food and a beer. Um, and so it kind of made this joke because um, in Ocean's um, yeah, I was 11, just about to say, I saw an interview with him where you mentioned Brad. Right, Pitt. Brad Pitt is like <laughs> eating in every episode, and it was, or not episode, in every scene. And it just, I thought it was funny. And so Audra eats in every episode, but it's interesting. Like in episode two, she, um, wakes up and can't figure out the coffee maker. So she fills a mug with hot water, then pours coffee coffee grounds into the hot water and then stirs it with a Cheeto stick because that's what you did. That's what Audra does. Um, so she has Cheetos. She's often eating Cheetos or coffee or beer or uh, she loves candy bars. Um, and we, we make a lot of, in episode six, they go on a night hike. Or not a hi- night hike, but they go on a hike and she tries to fight off the squirrel with um, a candy bar. Um, you know, it's just <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but the one um, piece of junk food that she's often eating is Cheetos. And that is to pay homage to my guilty pleasure of Cheetos. And it's not just any Cheetos, it's Cheeto puffs. Um, and, you know, I'll go even further to say it's not just Cheeto puffs. It's the Cheeto puffs at the bottom of the bag that are really greasy and buttery. <laughs> the ones that liquefy in your mouth. Yes, that's disgusting. Um, but that is my junk food guilty pleasure. Um, and that being said, though, usually the days on set that I have to eat a lot of the Cheetos, I do get tired of them. Um, my, um, We shot episode 12 recently of season one, which is the last episode. My character um, takes a bite of a Cheeto. Um, but she does it. We did, like... We had to do multiple takes from multiple angles, and I, I, I did get to the point at the end of set where I was like, I, no, Is no more Cheetos. We can put in here. <laughs> no more Cheetos. I'm done with the Cheeto today. Um, so that's sometimes that does happen. <laughs> so yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, and join us next time.